2: Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing podcast. It's your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. I'm back for another soul-snatching solo sermon, and I know you are thinking, girl, where have you been? But y'all know one thing about me and any of the things that I do, I am all about flowing and not forcing. And I have really had my head down, working behind the scenes, developing Elevate Media, doing all of the things And I honestly have not been, I don't want to say not been in the right headspace, but I like to bring y'all these messages when I believe they are truly downloads in my spirit from God um, that I can share with you all. And so I'm back. Hopefully we can continue this, um, more consistently. This is an audio exclusive. So y'all are getting it here because I know y'all, um, y'all are really loyal on these audio platforms. I definitely appreciate that. If you happen to enjoy the show, please leave your girl a five-star review. It definitely helps. Speaking of Elevate Media, um, to catch y'all up with what I've been doing, So if you didn't know, I launched a second podcast called Dear Auntie back in July, co-hosted with my girl Carmen. And with the creation of this second podcast, I really started to get people reaching out about developing their own podcast and how I could assist and support them. And so Elevate Studio, which is our production studio here in Atlanta, turned into Elevate Media, Elevate Agency, where I am producing podcasts, consulting people on developing their own podcasts, and also launching our very own podcast network this fall. So I'm super excited. got so many amazing things coming down the pipeline. Please make sure you are staying connected with me on Instagram at Coryell. So that you can get all of the updates, announcements, news, and all that stuff. So as you know, these solo sermons are typically a reflection of my own life. I'll be on here just really sharing my lessons learned. And sometimes they're not even lessons that I've learned. They are lessons that I am currently learning. And I would say that this particular solo sermon is definitely one of those. I really believe that God be putting me through some of some of these things so that i can like report back to y'all like yo this is what not to do or this is what to do when you are met with these particular circumstances and situations and i don't know why god has marked on my profile that i'm one of his strongest soldiers i guess i should feel like um i don't know proud you know that that's how he sees me but It's hard out here in these streets, okay? And know that I am paying the cost to be the boss. I am out here in the trenches, okay? So... Today's title, it's not them, it's you. Now, we typically hear, you know, in, in breaking up, like, it's not, it's not you, it's me, right? When you want to let somebody down easy, you're like, no, it's not you. I'm just going through something right now. It's really me. And that's kind of the spirit that I'm bringing you this message um, with today. It's not them, it's you. Because so often we find ourselves in less than desirable situations and we want to point the finger at different people in different ways. So sometimes pointing the finger is literally like, well you do that you did that to me and that's why I'm not winning. But sometimes we indirectly point the finger at other people by not taking accountability and seeing our own responsibility in these situations and one of the things that i really try to express to god when i am met with difficult situations is like yo teach me the lesson one time like you gonna get one good time out of me i will learn it but i don't want to repeat this thing like i want to learn it the first time and be done with it so i can move on to the next level of the game and so even when my feelings are hurt even when I am sad mad upset and frustrated I want to figure out how did we get here like what was I doing what was I putting out into the universe what what was I doing and saying and who was I surrounding myself with that I ended up in this specific situation so something happened to me recently where I honestly felt I think betrayed is probably the best, the best way to phrase it. And the reason I'm saying be- uh, betrayed is because someone who I consider to be a friend, and you know, I think the term friend has had a different meaning ever since like Facebook, when when people started becoming Facebook friends, and I'm using air quotes, right, because Now I've added you as a friend and now technically we're friends online, right? And so you could be friends with people on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, all of these places virtually online where you feel like you know them. Y'all might slide in each other's DMs. Y'all are hyping each other up in the comments, but you don't really know these people. They're just your friends online, right? So I'm not talking about that. This was somebody who I was, you know, friends with offline, right? Before Instagram, before not before Instagram, but before I was anybody on Instagram, before this person was anybody on Instagram, we were cool offline, right? So I thought that this was a friend. So I'm going to use the word betrayed because I think when you go against someone um, or, yeah, go against someone's loyalties, um, that feels like betrayal. So that's, that's why I'm using that word. But anyway, I found myself in this situation where I felt betrayed by a friend and my immediately, my immediate thought, I found myself wondering, like, why would they do me like that? I could not understand it. Like, of all the people, why would you do me like that? I just kept saying to myself, I would have never done them like that. Like, I, I never expected them to do me like that. What did I do to deserve that? Like, was this some type of karma or something? Did I do something to somebody? Like, I was really, like, rolling back my mental... Rolodex of like retracing my steps almost like, well, wait a minute, let me, I must have done something, you know, to have deserved this. Right. And then the thought came to me, what if karma isn't just a result of what you do to other people? Maybe you can reap bad karma for going against yourself. Like, because I shrunk myself down in situations because I didn't always speak up for myself. Me eventually being betrayed and mistreated was a result of the seed that I sowed. I put myself in that situation. I put myself in that position and I got what I got because people only treat you the way that you allow them to. So because I was even putting myself in position Because I was okay with accepting mistreatment. Even if I wasn't recognizing it as mistreatment. Because I can be like Miss Rose Colored Glasses. Where I just want to see the great in people. I just want to believe that people would never do me wrong. Because I'm not thinking about doing people wrong. I don't have bad intentions. So why would they do me like? Because that's my natural spirit. Sometimes I don't see it coming. Sometimes I don't see it coming. And so... How do I now learn this lesson again the first time, even though this ain't the first time, but I'm hoping it is the last time. What can I take away from this? Well, one of the things that it's teaching me is that one of the worst places you can end up is in Victim Valley. Whew, y'all down there in Victim Valley, you can start telling yourself all types of stuff. Making up all kinds of stories about the people who hurt you, the awful things they did, how bad your feelings are hurt, how much you didn't deserve it. You can start thinking about all the opportunities you lost that you know you deserved. the shame that you feel. Maybe you felt embarrassed, left out, betrayed, hurt, guilty for some reason. You start resting in that and your life starts to become a reflection of that. And so even when you feel upset, mistreated, betrayed, disappointed, you got to learn how to gather yourself. Because if you find yourself resting in that for too long, your life will literally be a reflection of it. When you play the victim role, you lose sight of the vision. Victims don't usually have vision. They don't have time for or capacity for vision because they're so busy wondering how this could happen to them. So busy worrying about that that they get distracted from what they're actually supposed to be doing. Playing the victim takes you away from the vision. The only way you even get to the victim space anyway is by reducing yourself, shrinking yourself for someone else. So if you're one of those people who quote unquote, doesn't do anything to anyone or quote unquote, doesn't ask for much, maybe that's the problem. What if you are going against yourself by not asking for much and being willing to settle for less than just to appease someone else? What if you are going against yourself because even though you're not doing anything to anyone else, you're not doing anything for yourself? So you're not doing anything to hurt them, but you're not doing anything to help yourself. You are your own advocate. If you are not willing to advocate for yourself, if you're not not willing to assert yourself for yourself, if you're not willing to stand up for yourself, congratulations, you played yourself. That's why you are in victim valley. So my new mantra I would rather be the villain in your story than the victim in mine. Because what I'm not going to do is sit down there in victim valley wondering why you left me out, wondering why you hurt my feelings, wondering why you did me like that. I'm not going to distract myself with those thoughts so much so that I lose sight of the vision. So I can't play the victim because I have a vision to uphold. So I'm taking back my power. If I lose, it's going to be because I tried and it didn't work out. Not because I sat on the sideline and didn't even give myself a chance because I was worried about what someone else thought because I was so busy down in victim valley. I was distracted thinking about why they did it why I'm why I'm getting these results well well you're getting those results because you're worried about what somebody else got going on why somebody else is moving the way they're moving why somebody else is treating you the way the way they're treating you instead of you making sure that you're treating you the right way if you are so focused on treating yourself well then you won't even have time or energy one thing about mama she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even, For other people
1: to mistreat you.
2: It won't even be a thing. It won't. You won't even have time for that to be a thing. So as hard as it may be, you have to dig deep to turn that frustration into motivation. You got to pull yourself up off the ground, dust yourself off, dry your eyes, straighten your wig, lace up your shoes, lift your chin, and get that ass back in the game. Don't be mad that they crossed the line when there was not a line in place. You didn't have a boundary. People will play you every single time you give them a chance. And so we know we can expect for other people to play us. You just got to make sure you're not playing yourself. The only way that they can play you is if you are playing yourself. And so at this big age... I'm just now understanding how boundaries truly work. I'm just now understanding that boundaries aren't only for quote unquote bad people. You don't just have boundaries with, you know, bad people. Boundaries are really a protection for you from all people. That's the way that you can ensure that you are putting yourself first. Because again, if you are not advocating for yourself, you cannot look up and be surprised when people are playing with you. And so my prayer, my prayer is that I can see myself as God sees me because if I can really tap into who God sees me as, who God created me to be, I won't be blinded by and distracted by what everybody else got going on because I will be so in tune with the woman that God created me to be so locked into the vision, so locked into my purpose that I don't have time to worry about other people. I can feel the frustration, use it as motivation and keep going after the mission. So instead of worrying about other people, instead of losing sight of your purpose, Instead of getting out of alignment with your assignment because you're focused on other people, I want you to redirect your attention, your time, your energy to yourself. So four steps. Four steps to redirect your attention to yourself because it is not them, it's you. And when you start to really understand the power that you have in every single situation, even an obstacle can be used as an opportunity, when you understand your power. So the first thing that you have to do is you gotta start seeing yourself as God sees you. We tend to get distracted when we aren't clear on our calling. And because we are in tune with who God sees us as and how he wants to use us in this season, we end up reverting back to how we see us, the version that we've been instead of who God is calling us to become. Don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable being who you've been so much so that you don't give yourself an opportunity to become the woman that God created you to be. My prayer is to see myself as God sees me so I can show up that way because I'd be stuck playing small forever if I didn't wake up out of the slumber that settling keeps you in instead of seeking to become the woman that God sees me as. So are you settling or are you seeking? My challenge to you is that you seek to see yourself as God sees you. And then you got to eliminate the need to people, please. We go against ourselves when we let the desires of others distract us from our own dreams. It is literally impossible for us to fulfill our life's purpose if we are so busy worried about other people. Sometimes people pleasing means saying yes when we really want to say no. Sometimes it's not showing up in all of our greatness for fear of being too much or doing the most or knowing it all. You gotta give yourself permission to stand in your power 10 toes down. Tap into who you truly are and whose you truly are and you'll begin to realize that you are capable of worthy of so much more than you've been giving yourself credit for but when we people please we are essentially putting those people on a pedestal when it's your purpose that should be on the pedestal your god-given purpose should be your anchor and your guide not other people's opinions requests or desires So you got to learn how to eliminate the need to people please. And then you got to lean into your own intuition. I truly believe our gut instinct is our God instinct. And when we learn to not only pay attention to what it tells us, but also act on it. So not just feel that feeling in our gut, not just hear that small voice in the back of our mind guiding us and directing us, but we got to get good at acting on it so that we can get closer to our purpose so much quicker. When you really start to rest in your superpower as a woman with a spiritual connection and truly tap in and trust that intuition, the pieces of the puzzles start to come together quickly because you have learned to truly surrender and flow instead of wanting to be in control and force force things to happen for you. For me, meditation is one of the ways that I strengthen my spiritual connection. It allows me quiet time that I desperately need so that I can clear space to actually hear from God. You would be amazed by the direct downloads that you'll start to receive once you start doing this spirit work. So you gotta lean into your intuition. Hear it, feel it, act on it. The more you act on it, the stronger it'll get, the more you use it, the stronger your, your, um, your confidence in it will become. And the more confident you become in it, the more often you will lean into it. So it's, it's literally a cycle. The more you use it, the stronger it becomes, the stronger it becomes, the more you'll use it because you trust in it more. And then finally, you got to focus on your focus you gotta keep your eyes on your own prize. At the end of the day, what you focus on expands. So it's in your best interest to spend time focused on what you desire and less time being distracted by other people. You gotta put your energy, your thoughts, and your intentions into who God is calling you to become. When you can fully step into being her, you'll know how to do the things necessary to have what you want to have. So focus more on becoming than doing. Make a to-be list versus always focusing on the to-do list. All of those tasks, that laundry lists of things that you wake up in the morning thinking about you gotta get done. What if instead of that, you focused your intention for the month or for this season on who you want to become, the type of woman Who does the things that will lead to what you desire to have? Be, do, have. How can you become the woman that does the things so that you can have what you want to have? I am becoming more confident so that I can have X, Y, and Z. I am becoming more discerning so that I can have what I truly desire. I am becoming more assertive so I don't have to get aggressive, okay? The Lord is still working on me. So who do you need to become? Spend some time digging deep and doing the soul work necessary to start becoming the woman you were born to be. When you realize who you are, you'll act accordingly and the world will receive you and respond to you in a new way. If you want people to stop playing with you, you got to stop playing yourself. I love you. Got nothing but love for you. I hope this message finds you and is received in love. I'll see you on the next episode.